Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Friday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is December 16th. Andy, how we doing? Brendan, I'm doing good. Just, uh, you know, I uh, I had my, you know, complaining about the cold. You know, people are listening. My, my you know, they're praying for me. And uh, I got sent in the mail. No. A nice, cozy, cozy new sweatshirt. Thanks to the, uh, to the White Bear Yacht Club, uh, you know, their uh their their turf team and 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 club leadership just w- were worried about how cold I was, and they sent me a a, a sweatshirt that their turf crew uses in the winter. Well, so Merry nice Christmas to you! I guess we can't ex- expect an honest review for Club TFV of White Bear Yacht Club <laughs> when you come across that subject. You've been corrupted, like you have with kitchen top appliances, countertop appliances, now sweatshirts from golf courses. So there we go. I'm happy for you. You'll stay a little warmer in your little shed, which you tidied up a little bit. Looks it less is. like a a Unabomber's, you know, screed, and more like I don't know, just a. Maybe you're the hostage taker and not the hostage himself. At the, now that you've tidied up a little bit, listen. This is step one. Step two. I I feel like I, you know, if we ever got done with this year in review, I might get a chance to to fix up the shed. I mean, but all my free me. time's being spent uh, researching for this. My so. wife's like, "What have you gotten for Christmas?" I was like, "Nothing." Every free moment I've done is on year in review. I'm not shopping. This happens seems to happen every year. I don't know that it would happen otherwise if we didn't have the year in review. But I don't know I what got- to do. My my wife, I I bought my wife something yesterday, a gift yesterday, and last night she's like, "I'd really like this." Yeah, and she showed you me get it. exactly what I got her. So now oh, that's awesome. She's, well, now she's gonna think I only got oh. it because she said something well, about it. It's you bullshit. Can play this tape. I, you can play this tape. <laughs> that is I, that's great. It's, it's good it's, on She's you. gonna think. You know, it would have been if she didn't say anything. It would have been perfect. I would have. I would have gotten the gift that she really wanted. And she would have been like, oh, he just, you know, but now she's going to be like, well, I told him I wanted I, that. Yeah. My wife sent me this preposterously expensive, like hair dryer arrangement thing, uh, multiple pieces. I don't know. And it's like, just get this. So I got it. And she's like, it's great. You know, just very expensive. You'll just do that one deal. But now I'm getting dinged for like lack of thoughtfulness. Like it made it easy, right? Yeah. I got a nice expensive gift that she wants, but I'm going to get dinged for not having to, you know, being put on a tee over the, you know, for me. And I get dinged for not being thoughtful. Whereas, you know, I I don't know. It's like kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't, right? It, or else I end up with some shitty gift she didn't want that's probably cheap or, didn't, you know, it, it's kind of a catch-22 yeah, scenario. Yeah, well, this is the thing. You hear, like I still hear about Christmas 2017. And how how disappointed, <laughs> you know? It's like, oh well, you know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't get you exactly what you wanted. I, I didn't read your mind. 
but <laughs> I think I have a lot of questions. What was Christmas? What'd you get? Like a just, gift card to GameStop, Buffalo Wild Wings or something? Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. I still, I still hear about the first Valentine's day when we weren't officially dating. And I didn't really didn't get her anything and she through. got me something. And okay. I thought that was a great, great situation early in the relationship. <laughs> I knew where she stood Made and first, she, didn't yeah. Know, yeah, yeah. she didn't know where yeah. I stood. There you go. I like that. I like that. You kind of want to well, like, well, let I them was... make their first move. Like who gets the ball first in <laughs> overtime? You always want uh, college overtime. You always want to know whether you go for three or you need to go for it on fourth down. Or, you know, you, you got intel to work with there. Okay. Well, you know, one of the things was I, I was going to get her something and uh, I got stuck in really bad traffic and I needed, I needed to get her something and I yeah. really needed a haircut. So I, I was in a predicament and I was stuck in this traffic. And I decided I wasn't going to to the to stage one of the trip. I I yeah. pulled a Yui and on, on I think it was Milwaukee Avenue in Chicago. Turned around, went went to get my scheduled haircut. What ruins your chances more? Just a scruffy haircut or no gift? Right? You know, you just made a cost benefit <laughs> analysis there. What what has a better chance of losing well, losing her? And you decided you needed to come correct with the haircut. But looking back, if I if I look back on that decision years years later, I think I should have gone and gotten the gift. <laughs> well, you're married with the child now. There you go. <laughs> Worked out. Okay. Uh, maybe we'll see. Um, all right. Let's get to the Masters. It is brought to you by Club TFE. I n- mentioned it, uh, or I'm sorry, this portion of the year review is actually, is it Club TFE? Do we have yeah, another Club ad read? To, uh, I think it's Club I didn't Club check TFE. the ad calendar before we started talking about Christmas gifts. Are there any Most gift people guide? check advent calendars. We check ad calendars. <laughs> oh, we got one. Oh, this is brought to you by... <laughs> <laughs> brought to you by the USJ membership. Oh, USGA membership. Another, membership. another gift idea. Honestly, quite honestly, Great not Club idea. TFE. It's a little more cost effective than than Club TFE. Club TFE Definitely. may have, I don't know, not the yeah. kindest things to say they about might, some of the venue might, choices. Right? Who knows the what they'll say? The, what? Cl- the, the membership, USGA membership might give away a better gift than Club TFE. You get the, you'll get the LACC hat. That's yeah, be a it's a good logo. Hat. That's, That's what I'm saying. Logo. I don't know if Club TFE is going to be able to match that for an annual gift. I'm worried yeah. about that. I know that annual gifts are a big, big thing in the uh, in the in the membership world, and and I think that that the USGA membership, on top of all the good that you'll do for golf, you know, funding research, funding programs that help actually grow the game. Inclusivity, adaptive golf, uh, women's golf, youth golf, diversity. Like, I don't know. It's just a little bit more than the uh, than the championships, I would say. That, that kind of get all the hype and, and what we cover in the year in review and places like that. So and so you get a bag tag. You're going to get a hat. You're going off and here? you're going to do all this good stuff. Supporting the membership is forty five dollars. You go to usga.org slash the fried egg, or is it just it's just fried egg, not the. I think it's usga.org fried egg. And you can sign up there to become an eighteen ninety four club member. You get the US Open hat, the year subscription to golf journal magazine, rules of golf updates, the bag tag, like you mentioned, you know, an e newsletter, which could you know might be a nice 
I don't know, supplement to the fried egg newsletter or, or better than the fried egg newsletter. Who knows? But it's $45 to join. You go to usga.org slash fried egg. Um, you're helping support, you know, a lot of initiatives around the country. And uh, maybe it's a gift you give someone and it triggers that LACC hat and the golf journal, all those other goodies that you get. So uh, go to usga.org slash the fried egg. All right. This portion of the of uh, the year interview, I think it's part five. We're going to begin with the first men's major of the year. Not the first men's gold standard, but the first men's major. And that is the Masters at Augusta National. Uh, you noted um, the ANWA obviously had just finished up. So we transition um, into kind of this tiger, Willie won't he drama, right? The mania of that. He had flown up. That becomes the big part of, of the start of the week. Um, oh, can I just got, th- I got this note. It was the end of Valero week. At some point we had KVV on and he talked about how Lee Westwood doesn't read, or there's some article about Lee Westwood yeah, discussing his favorite never book, read a book. And he said he's never read a book. I would just like that recall that for the year in review, it's kind of the Westwood career in review. Well, but, we uh, get, we get some year. good Westy stuff in the, in hopefully this episode, we get to Wells Fargo and some more good Westy stuff. Okay. Good. Um, the Dude Perfect video, which you noted at the end of last session had come out, it's just a monster. Absolutely racking up like millions and millions of views. I think Will Knight said like there's a very real chance that the video has more views than any of the Masters final rounds, which it did. I believe it, it flew by that like within a week. Uh, and those final rounds have obviously been up for a few years. Um, so that worked out. And if impressions were the goal, worked out for Fred Ridley and Augusta National. Tiger tweets, he's a game time decision. Um, but as he flies up on Sunday, who does he meet? First on the range, Augusta National photographs are there. They tweet logos, welcome to the grounds, uh, tweet photos, welcome to the grounds, Tiger. None other than Billy Boy Horschel, right there with his bell, asking Intel, what proclamation am I to make, Tiger? Of course, Billy was on the spot. Monday, the crowds for Tiger are just absolutely bananas uh i obviously the tiger crowds are always substantial this was just wild to see on the first tee you know we hadn't seen tiger in, in a pga tour public event in in you know over a year big big little, shoe drama he shows up i guess that was sunday right that was Photo sunday. sunday monday he's in I the didn't foot choice include this in the last one yeah i mean nike has to release a statement it was that was a complete disaster for Nike. Complete disaster. Nike's statement was just a bunch of gobbledygook. I have it here. Michael Collins shared it uh, on his Instagram. It's like we wish. Let me. It's loading right now. We wish Tiger like nothing but the best. But like golf fans around the world, <laughs> good luck, Tiger. <laughs> Tiger back on the course. He is an incredible athlete. It's phenomenal to see him returning to the game at this level. His story continues to transcend sport and inspire us all. As he continues his re- return, we will work with him to meet his new needs. What a punt. What an absolute just abdication of your responsibility. We will work with him to meet his new needs. That was a mess for Nike, quite honestly. Every camera on Tiger. Um, speaking of injuries, Bryson showed up. He had played, you know, Texas the last two weeks. Says doctors told him yeah. not to play. What the past few weeks thing. have been very, very difficult on me. Not playing well, not hitting anywhere near where I know I should be hitting it in regards to straight. <laughs> in regards to straight, okay. Yelling four off every tee is just not fun. It's very difficult in your mental psyche as well. Uh, you confirmed uh, that the Georgia Peach ice cream sandwiches weren't anywhere to be found. You noted that that came out the week before, but. 
that was catnip as soon as the week started. People freaking out that they, they were putting in these dove bars or something in place. Some, and, and people something to look up. forward to in 2023. Hopefully the su- supply chain is fixed. Of I feel course. like my master's, my first master's experience as a media was, was really sullied. hampered. Yeah. As a credentialed right? media, you could just <laughs> fatten up in that media center with free Georgia peach ice, peach uh, ice cream. That media center, things you dream about, you know. Well, I think it's a press building. Not That's called right. a media center. Press, press building. That is uh, the gold standard. There was uh, speaking of the press building and who and may or may not get credentials. There was a completely preposterous, weird Q and A. Colin Morikawa. Colin Morikawa. Yes, Do you have this. I got so it. So bizarre. I tweeted it. I remember like watching it in real time, probably on live from. You ready so for this, it? Yeah, you got it. Go for yeah. it. Break, break it I'm up. I'm fighting to consider to ask you this question because I'm from the same town, La Canada. Kyle Morkauer responds, let's go. I have two boys that go to the same college as you. My question is a little weird. Hero, last round, maybe a lot of people ask you about that, right? And Morkauer goes, actually, no. Well, I'll be the first one, okay? Do you really, everybody has a bad round. You know, golfers, pros, amateurs, does anything world ranking related on your mind bother you a little bit for that bad round? Um, Morikawa, I mean, I knew what was on the line. So there was something you did think about, right? Guy is cutting him off. He's not letting <laughs> Kyle Morikawa talk. He's just like monologuing, like trying to pop him. Go ahead. It's there. Yeah. I think if anybody says no, they are lying to you. And it's he's talking. Yeah. And it's a cutoff again. Yeah. Cuts him off. Th- Thank you very much. That was a very good answer. (laughs) I really appreciate it. And you're getting married. Morikawa, yes. And my friend said, boys want to get married. Their games start to get rusty. Ladies, when they get married, they win majors. You worry about that? Oh, my God. Or it was a bad question you prefer not to answer. Morikawa, I mean, I'm not worried. (laughs) I remember this rambling lunatic. I don't know where and who, where he came from, who he was, but that was really awkward. A little sexism mixed in there at the end that he's getting married in his game. Colin was no longer going to be good. So, Well, it's a future um, excuse that uh, Morikawa could use. He could throw it into the circulation with getting old. He could true. say, you know, this, this journalist one time asked me about this. One time said this to me, and maybe it's true. Um. The tea times came out. I think it's a little uh, amusing just to look back at like, yes. some of the live concentration guys, whether they knew it or not. There was Bryson, Cam Smith, and Paul Casey were all together. Paul Casey, I think, would eventually WD, right? He, he was injured. How uh, about Tiger Ka- playing with Louie and Joaquin Neiman? Yeah. Yeah. Or, uh, Louie WD, right? And that added to like Tiger's rounds being interminable while he was injured. Yeah, Louis and Joaquin Neiman. Interesting now that you look back on it. James Pyatt, obviously Ray and Am played with Hideki and JT. Uh, Brooksy with Rory and Fitzy. Great, you think great uh, clique player. What what team was the Pyatt on? Ironhead? Was he an Ironhead? No, I can't remember. He bounced around. <laughs> Niblix, maybe a little Niblick. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was just interesting to look at some of the tee times. The Bryson, Cam Smith, Paul Casey one. Was, yeah, was pretty cool. Um, Brooksy, speaking of, was like all of a sudden became he played with Rory and Fitzy, who had great years. Brooks did not, but Brooks was the darling pick all of a sudden. Oh, like yeah, few, everybody in golf media 
was like started picking him. He's playing well, or you know, he shows up at majors, shows up at the Masters. He just became a darling pick. But he and he didn't him. have the uh, he didn't get invited to the press room. He didn't That's get a press was. conference. That's so right. there was That's like, right. oh, there's the Brooksy stub buzz going on. Yep. Yep. Tuesday, Tiger says, as of right now, I feel like I'm going to play. Uh, and then they asked if he could win this weekend. He said, I do. So like everybody, like he's playing, right? He didn't say I am for sure playing, but he said, as of right now, I'm going to play. And everybody ran with that. Uh, he hit the range picker on the uh, on the <laughs> live on the range show. And that was just catnip. Everybody was laughing as he dinged it off the range picker uh rob had an amusing quote uh, about tiger playing close to the vest he goes (laughs) rob said he once asked tiger about playing on bermuda and tiger responded it's all about feel rob said okay cool meanwhile jt's getting an entire dissertation from him and that kind of people thought that was a little like frosty um and had fun with that rob mentioned that recently i don't know where they played together Somewhere recently. I don't know what it was. Uh, maybe Sunday at the Masters. He's like, yeah, I got a lot of info out of him. Maybe because he, he said he saw I was mad at him or something. But go There's ahead. a really cool Rom Olathabel moment on the range. Was that this year or the year before? I don't know. I, I feel like it was this year. Years. Maybe it was this year. I thought that was like a, a prior it might have been the year maybe, before. I'm, you know, I'm getting old. I'm losing track of years. You know? But still, only only kind of thing you see at the Masters. Spieth, a lot of hoopla over the champions today, as there always was. Hideki had just a, an amazing lineup uh, with uh, Wagyu beef and miso cod, all sorts of stuff. He goes, I might, Spieth goes out on a limb. I'm going to make people mad in the state of Texas, but Wagyu is the best beef I've ever, Wagyu is the best beef I've ever had. Uh, I might have to get carted off, he said, about um, Hideki's menu. DJ had obviously high marks for it and that, you know, his response was instant catnip. Um, What else? Harry Higgs, you know, it was pissing down, right? Remember, it was just soaked at Augusta through these like Tuesday, Wednesday. It's so much water and they closed the course a lot. Harry Higgs like was hitting into like a rocket net. Well, I don't know if it was a rocket net, but we'll say it's a rocket net. Former friends or old friends of the program on his like porch in Augusta, and everybody was having fun with this. And then he started off hot. He like yeah. was the early leader within the first couple hours. Um, we get into the the course changes. Obviously, there's like a wide ranging chat on the course changes. Getting deep into like the alterations at eleven, the new tee at fifteen. There were changes at three green, right? Uh, Spieth had some critiques about that, said it makes it like an auto layup on a, uh, I'll, I'll get to them later, but positive and critical. Like the players like were, um, you know, that was like the, 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 the entire theme of all these players coming through the press center. Rory went really deep on 11 about how there's that depression right of the green, how the pond, he insisted the pond left had been extended uh, some 10, 11 feet. Like there's just a ton of chatter and, and text around uh, all the changes, 11, 15, uh, three green, other places. Uh, I think Tiger said something like 13 green has been softened. So you just get all these nuggets from the guys who actually have been walking out there outside of the ones that are obvious. Um, we were we trying had to figure one out. Of, we had one of the best meals of our, uh, our lives early in this week. Are you talking about that restaurant that never served our food? And we sat <laughs> the there Joseph, for two hours. The Joseph A. Bank. Yeah, they seated us outside of Joseph A. Bank. We stood there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what was us? You know, just trying to get a meal at the Masters. But um, Fred Ridley, we'll go to his press conference real quick. 
He cl- he clarified. I did. We did not disinvite Phil. He reached out. I think it was late February, early March, and told me he did not intend to play. That was by way of a text. I thanked him for his courtesy. Um, uh, you know, I would state this. Then he gets into uh, you know the distance, which is an annual thing. There, our mission is always to act in the best interest of the game. I think golf's in a good place right now. Or this was about live. I think golf's in a good place right now. Rumors of the SGL. We've been pretty clear in our belief that the world tours have done a great job in promoting the game over the years. Um, I thought that I read that as sort of a um, he was happy with the status quo. Not a not a thing of not a not a kind of deferral to make a comment. I thought it was supporting the status quo, but maybe not. Yeah. Um, on lengthening, quote: There is no timetable for any potential lengthening of Augusta National's thirteenth hole that would restore some of the risk reward. That's something certainly we have considered and will continue to consider at some point in time. It's something that we will likely do. Well, that some point in time was like a couple months later. We just don't have anything to say about it right now. We really can't make any predictions as to what's going to happen. Uh, this is about rolling it back. But I think if there are some marginal modifications to the equipment rules, from what I've observed over the past few years with the players and their athleticism, their strength, their size, I don't think that we are going to see courses being shortened. So some modifications. Well, um, that modifications happened. Yeah, I love it. Like, I mean, this is no the the Golf Channel article. The title is "ANGC Reluctant to Lengthen Dramatic Par 513. Reluctant. I turned out not to be the case at all. Uh, he said two sort of factors may converge, but I think what the governing bodies do is going to have a direct impact on what we might do at 13 or any other hole in the golf course. Well, they jumped ahead of the governing bodies, and here we see photos of of 13. And, maybe, uh, maybe they have insight into what the governing bodies are doing. I hope not. Maybe, maybe they've gotten right. tired of the observation period. Uh, a little bit more on close uh, course changes, like 11 slope, the fairway slope. We had the three trees to the right. They were trying to figure out names like the Nina, Pinta, and Santa Maria. These three trees just yeah. standing out there surrounded by, you know, fairway. What are these? What are these three? You know, the three musketeers. We're trying to come up with a name. Uh, Some catch 15, yeah, <laughs> uh, at eleven, right of the yeah. Uh, green, and, and uh, yeah, or in the and fairway, right of the tr- right of the trees too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. But it was interesting. We'll get ahead. Like nobody was reaching those trees with the wind the way it was, and then it kind of started to be come into play a little later in, in the week, depending on the wind. Uh, Fifteen, the fairway slope different, uh, and you get these guys saying like that is a real thought now. I'm going to hit like fairway woods or I'm going to, you know, lay up to the hardest kind of one of the hardest places to lay up, right? That side held downhill in front of the pond. Um, and, and they just said, we're hitting five woods. This is not like a, a seven, eight iron like it had been. Uh, it really depends on the wind. Tiger noted the softening of 13. They're trying to add a n- couple new pins. Spieth on three. It was always severe. Now it's pretty w- wicked. He called the change a bit odd. About uh, what did they do at three? They kind of shaved or yeah. they shaved off like a rim on the back of the green, and then mm-hmm. also kind of did they make the they fall like off? Basically, horse? restored the edges. Okay. So what happened out, out there? Jeff Shackelford talks about this a lot. It's like there's like a lot of like the greens have kind of got these like little buildups on the edges, and they just got rid of that, which is I you know uh, a a good change because it restores kind of the green edge, which runs away. So, yep. So Tiger and course changes, like the big thing, uh, pre-week and, and Tiger's shoes, obviously just a, a mess. Thursday. JT, JT's, well, 
the other thing is JT, one of the tournament favorites, just is like everywhere Tiger is, JT is. Because this he did it this this week, and then the PGA he wasn't as present. Did I? Did we talk about the Larry Mize? We told the Larry Mize story last episode. I don't need to recall that about how I just saw these balls landing on fifteen, and I couldn't. I thought they lengthened to a hundred yards, not fifteen years, until well, comes cresting over the hill. The image of Larry Mize and Bernhard Lawner. I was like, oh, well, well that's why the balls are landing back. Larry was uh, duking it out with Bryson. I think Beat he him. ended up beating him. I think he, he averaged two thirty off the tee, and Bryson averaged three ten. All right, round one Thursday. Sunjay M is your first round leader. Shot a five under. Cam Smith four. Yeah, DJ Scheffler, Neiman, Willett all in the mix. Uh, Tiger Woods was T ten. Kind of unbelievable. Absolutely you know? unbelievable. Uh, Cam Smith, by the way, started with the double, finished with a double, and still shot uh, four under. Was one shot off the lead. Gary Player, uh, you know they do the they trot him out to the press after his his ceremonial tee shot. Said, one day there will be a man of 60 winning a major championship. And if we don't do something about the ball, it'll go 500 yards. So a 60-year-old winning and a 500-yard drive. So it's been raining, right? Raining a ton. This is a favorite nugget, I figure. Daniel Berger, not ironically, not ironically, is asked after his round, hey, were there any mud balls out there at all? He says, I got a couple. I asked on the first tee if we were playing it up or down, and the starter was kind of shocked that I even asked the question. <laughs> so, yeah, it had been wet Tuesday. I've been raining so much, but Berger asked <laughs> at the Masters if they were playing it up and down, and the first tee starter just looked at him like he had three heads. It was rainy. It was it was kind of crappy, you know, off and on, not not warm. Mike Weir, opening tee shot, went 220 yards. He had 230-plus into the first hole. Um, and there's an image that Will Knights tweeted of, of Potty Harrington, like 60 yards ahead of him. Uh, Ollie hit it 211 off the first tee. Just, I mean, the ball was not flying in the conditions. It was such a it's weird weather week. Long. Yeah, yeah. We'll get to a lot of that. Um, what else? Uh, Mackenzie Hughes shanked it on 15. He almost took out a playing partner. You know, on 15, that bunker that's kind of on the edge of, of the pond on the right? Yeah. Like, not really up by the green that much. Uh, just shanked it right of that uh, on that, you know, that terrible side hill, downhill layup shot, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Horrible shank, and he kind of tips his cap, and everybody's laughing. The caddies and player ducking out of the way, jumping into the bunker to get out of the way. Sandy Lyle is in full rain gear with apparently this was a tweet I think from Will Knight with zero clouds in the sky. Little chilly, but he had his zipper like all the way down except for the bottom. Sandy Lyle just hanging out like why is it zipped? Why is it unzipped? It's just like barely flying in the wind. Um Tiger comes out in just a ridiculous <laughs> fuchsia mock turtleneck, like oh. ridiculous fuchsia mock turtleneck. Like I, I nobody see he hasn't played competitive golf and he comes out like he's uh, you know, 2005 mock turtleneck. So, um, mocks were back for a week. Yep. Yep. Uh, you had some theory about the sub air that you they were running for the patron areas outside. The oh, road. yeah. Is that a thing you said on the pod? Yeah. You were walking around. You're obviously on site. I, I was it laughing was so about that firm. note I found. <laughs> uh, in the, in the, in the, in the, in the patron area. It's like you, and you could hear the buzzing. 
Uh, yeah, they Tiger. totally have it in like heavy <laughs> traffic areas. They have sub air. It's nuts. It's just a nuts place. Uh, uh, it was a good day for the Saudis with leaderboard representation and honorary starter representation. Rewrote with uh, Gary Player had his golf Saudi on his on his collar for that for his his tee shot. Um. Uh, what else did we have? Uh, there was concern about airborne interruptions. Was there some like, was there some like drone or private jet flying around? You were really worked up about airborne interruptions. I don't remember. No, there was just. For. I've never seen so many private jets in okay. the sky. Okay, as like you just see private jet everywhere, okay. everywhere. You just like private jet here, there. Like you just look up in the sky and there's twenty private jets. Remember, like, like the airfield, the oh, airport. Yeah. We drove by it. I went. Yeah, yeah, yeah nonstop. Just jammed. Like there's just yeah. like private jet parking, you know, to the brim. Uh, there were still some mud balls. John Ron was asked about it. He goes, "What's your what's your round? Take it through your round." He goes, "This is the most hated question on the planet. I'm not happy. I played great golf. I got four mud balls, which is you know a word you're not supposed to use at Augusta. That's all it is. It's bad luck. That's what pisses me off. That's all I can say is what John Rom said. So not happy. Tiger was talking about the hardware in his leg. Like it was, you know, a bot or something, which was kind of uncomfortable to think about. I was back was fused. And then he had talked about the, the hardware. He's got rods, plates, pins. It's a bunch of hardware. It's never going to be like it was. Um, and th- this was after, you know, he nearly jarred it on six, had a great round it was T 10. Um, Personally, you know, Shane Bacon had a great essay. He was he was featured groups. Shane Bacon had a great o- opening essay. Tiger was only on the featured group stream. It was kind of just a real moment as he came back. Uh, personally, slapping the B-Dratty helmet became a thing at the Dratty cabin. Slapped the helmet. I don't know why we were doing that before pods. Hudson Swaffer's head comes flying off on 13. The head of his iron. Oh, PSG yeah. The PSG. has to release a statement. We were talking about, like, someone strapped that iron to the back of a hog and roll it in the mud they're just everybody starts having a field day about the troops you know being dishonorably dishonorably discharged pxg had to issue some sort like this was the player was trying to put you know epoxy or trying to fiddle with the club himself on the ground that week all right let's move on um friday is where scotty scheffler races races ahead he's eight under after the round nobody's watching him nobody tiger's out there you have a theory about this a little bit right that that's like it's kind of the easiest circumstances player, he could have number had. Number one player in the world, hottest player in the world, leading the Masters, and not a soul is watching him. It was, you know, it was crazy. It was, it's like the easiest first two rounds a ter- pre-tournament favorite has ever had because he was near, but not like super close to Tiger. He was like three groups behind Tiger, and yeah. he he had no fan, no crowd. Like no buzz. Everybody, all the everybody's talking about Tiger. That's all anybody's talking about, and probably like justly so. Um, it was an incredible thing to be in person watching Tiger. Uh, I mean, God, that first round was amazing. The second round, like you could just tell how much how much he was laboring uh, by, like you know, it, it just you know, it's unbelievable circumstances but you know one of the big benefit uh beneficiaries of this was was scheffler yeah so scheffler's eight under so he's five clear after day two of well interesting that charles schwartzel was involved there schwartzel was like he like, holed can- out on sunday on 10 yeah do you remember that yeah i do he was dead last in strokes gained 
uh, total on the tour coming in this week. I think that we in a prior like Valspar something tomahawked his club down yes. the fairway. <laughs> And like he was just not playing well, and all of a sudden he was like in the mix. Like, uh, can we get rid of the Schwartzel portion of this week now? Um, so that was your leaderboard, and the there wins was, like this. On Friday, Western... Yeah, on Go Friday ahead. there were more rounds in the six or in the eighties than 80s. the sixties. Yep, yep. Um, Larry Mize, a little bit on that. He beats he beats Bryson. Uh, do you you already had the averages here? He averaged two thirty. He was three ten. Uh, Bryson, you know we we. Obviously, a ton of jokes, but I described it as a par 67 or 68. We finished 12 over. Uh, Xander misses the cut. Spieth, double bogeys on 18, misses the cut with this, you know, at six this overs. Was, the first ever missed was, cut at Augusta. This was Spieth's uh, DL3 moment. Oh, because it tuned him up for RBC? <laughs> Uh, yeah, the wins were crazy. This was a really fun one. Like three, f- 13, 15 were really much more difficult and one five eleven eight eighteen was really really hard became really hard um what else billy was just baton, baton twirling like crazy everybody's oh, having fun with him just like going no i got saturday he and hatton in a minute here but uh thick boy had a meltdown just completely was losing his mind about just not being able to figure out the augusta puzzle uh jason kokrak showed up in I think, well, I might post a real, like a carousel of this, the worst outfit of the year. It's like yellowish, greenish on green, on different shade of green, on a separate shade of green. It's a disaster. Um, what else do we have? to? Uh, yeah, more rounds of six. Just a really hard day on Friday. Uh, Saturday, Scotty Scheffler tightens a little bit. He's three clear of Cameron Smith after Saturday. He um, had a drop situation that, well, I mean, I'll never forget the yeah, 18th that. hole it was kind of unbelievable you want to go right into that um yeah he's like it looks like it's uh, you know it, it could be just really close and he hits it in there that was like the most incredible par of all time you know there were questions shackleford was all over his drop yeah so he did almost like the bryson thing when bryson was an amateur like hard tug left right in mm-hmm. the into the just kind of the native bushes and not just the trees then wasn't there some thought about it? Like, did, was it a good drop? And then I think there was yeah. a separate issue about like, hey, like tamp down the pine straw, or move the pine straw. People, I think that might have been Friday. That. Oh, that was Friday on eighteen, but that was on right 18. on eighteen. I think, yeah, right. And he this stepped, one was a drop he left. Stepped right okay. behind his golf ball. That's what it was. There was stomped. some that kind of step stopped. Collins, people were trying to figure out was he kind of improving the lie and things. This is your leader by like five. And do we have another, you know, tiger situation where people are calling in and they got to make a call? Um, on that drop, this is an amazing Faldo. Just Faldo had a tough week, tough week. You know, he spoiled Rory's whole lot on 18, which we'll get to. But this is the drop because Scheffler drops 240 yards out has a swing and pulls a three iron. And Faldo says, it looks like he's trying to leave himself an 80 yard shot in. He's hitting a three iron from 240. Faldo thinks he's trying to hit it. What? 160? Yeah. What, what, why did Faldo, what was Faldo's read? He said he has a three iron and Faldo thinks he's just trying to hit it 160. He hit an incredible shot, like up the entire hill on 18. I think he had a bogey save. It was like a, an amazing save to kind of give him, a little bit more uh, more momentum going into Sunday and just that three-shot cushion over Cam Smith. Um, it was a shaky second nine, but he, he kind of steered it in. Um, he also was having trouble with his vest. 
Remember he kept putting on the puffy vest, taking it off yeah. and on, off and on, and like having trouble getting his arm through. People had a lot of fun with that. Um, cool thing, Dylan DeShare tweet, Harris English showed up. Wasn't even the field, was injured. Drove up to watch Tiger, uh, which was kind of cool. He was Very injured cool. and he's just walking around. We did get note that Bryson showed up on Sunday, who had missed the cut, and he walked around and watched. So there was a little bit of that happening, which kind of, I think, probably only happens at the Masters. Um, I wonder if Bryson will show back up for Tiger Round uh, now that he's a live boy. Probably not. I don't think you'd be welcome uh, by Tiger, at least. Uh, Bubba hits like the shot of the shot of his life. The shot you like in terms of maybe not the most high stakes moment. I don't know if you remember this from the right. Oh, in the, just yes, the middle I was of the walking woods, right by. I was walking right and by. It takes when... the slope in a dredge. You know who I was talking to at this wind. point? What? I, at this very moment, I was talking to uh, Ten Cackett, my guy. Oh, I mean, it's honestly, look it up. Bubba Watson, 18 Saturday shot. Quote, nobody in the world would have tried that shot I tried. Nobody on the planet. I think he's right. We can sit here and they can tell me they would try it. There's nobody that would have tried it. I don't believe they could have pulled it off. I mean, he is snack dab in the middle of the woods, right? Yes. And hits it to like two feet, cut through nasty downwind, takes the slope on the right half of the green and goes like, it is unbelievable. I know this is an audio medium, but it's worth describing. Um, look that up. Uh, what else happened? Um, Hatton makes an eight on 13 on the par five and does this machine gun thing. He just starts air shooting that like parts of the green on 13. When did he so, talk shit about Augusta? That was Sunday. Sunday. That was Sunday. Okay. They asked him, he was asked on Saturday about not controlling his emotions uh, he says, no, when you're clearly on the bottom of the field during the weekend, if, even if I feel like I've hit good shots out there, I've not been rewarded for them. I'm just trying to ideally get off the course as fast as possible. This is Saturday, so it's starting to build up. I'm not <laughs> rewarded for good shots. And I'm trying to get off the course as fast as possible. He took a run at Southern Hills, too. Yes, he did. So amazing. You know, this was the year before Billy was in featured groups, which was the one where he yes. slipped and fell on his ass. Well, he, and he, and did he was the, slamming the bag yes, down. He had to make an apology. So he's in it again the next Saturday with Hatton. Like two complete hotheads were like, oh my gosh, what a gift from the content gods. Billy at one point puts his arm around Tyrrell as they're walking off the 16th tee. It's kind of like just Billy having to be like the counsel for everybody. Uh, I love Tyrrell. He gets upset, but he is over it. You can talk to him five seconds after you got pissed, and he's fine. There are guys out here that mope and pout and carry themselves when when they hit a bad shot, and they're not fun to play with. So Billy pumping up Tyrrell, walking with his arm around him after. You know, Tyrrell's been machine gunning the air and all this stuff. It's unbelievable. Billy does more baton stuff. I think it was 11. I think he dropped it. He was like throwing, throwing it down. He th- actually, I think he threw it down the middle of the fairway. He chucked his club down 11 so billy was worked up himself while also talking about tyrell hatton oh overheard on the amen corner stream so the, i don't know the broadcaster saying it to themselves it's a tweet from andy you amen corner broadcast and billy horschel quote you ever had a conversation with them quote response oh my gosh don't let him catch you standing still <laughs> so just openly talking about Billy, Motormouth Billy, catching you standing still. Um, this was a big day uh, for the 15th hole. 
Uh, there was a lot of oh, debate yeah. about is it boring now? Is it just like is the kind of hero shot isn't... Uh, I think there is a, a Twitter workable. account, a popular Twitter account called No Laying Up. Oh, yeah, you got... Tweeted yeah. something yeah. about... They had their own internal... Laying up. Yeah, yeah. They were fighting about it, I think, on their pod amongst themselves. <laughs> you were... You were... Had your own thoughts. Ironically, this was a big debate the people about the that followed account No Laying Up voted for not having a hole that people had to lay up on. Well, it had this Western wind, right? It, yeah. it was a it was rare Western wind at the Masters, and like a lot of guys were were having to hit. Well, they, I they think it's so home. funny. Like, I think one of the things that I find funny is like the idea, like everybody wants this momentous decision back on thirteen, and right. in a way, they kind of restored what a par five is. It's like having a real decision, yeah, especially with the wind, and yep. then everybody's like, "No, we don't want this." <laughs> But this it's was, why society can't have nice things. Yep, yep. So this was this was this was a big part of it. it is fifteen boring now was the problem with it. They lengthened it into boringness. Um, Sunday, t- Scheffler wins. Um, we we talked about this. There's this notion that the season parted for Chef uh, Scheffler. Kind of it happens at ANGC. The chip Roy, in. Rory was way ahead of him. All eyes were on Tiger Smith. Uh, Cam Smith, who's playing with dunks, one on twelve. So it kind of like. It parted for him. I'm not saying he didn't win it. Obviously, well, I freaking mean, the, won. He birdied 14. The chip that? in. Three. Three was three. big. I was right the there three for that. three was the big yeah. moment. Like he, yeah. up the hill. You know, Cam Smith coming at him. He's shaky out of the gates. And then Cam kind of screws up three of all the holes to screw up. You know, he obviously, like, that's yeah. the thing. It's like, think about, like, Cam Smith's year, right? And think about how sloppy he was in this event with the doubles, the bookend doubles in round one the third hole and the 12th hole in round four. And like, oh man, and this could have been, it just, I mean, anybody, that was the big moment for all the longtime believers and in, in momentum, such as myself and uh, a tough one for the detractors like you. <laughs> uh, yeah, it worked out. I mean, I forgot Cam had dunked one and dumped one in the pond at 12 or Grace Creek at 12. I, I, I forgot. I was like happened. running around. It was like, you know, it, it, I think one of the things that'll stick with me, a, you know, I, at the time I didn't know I was coming down with COVID, but I felt really miserable um, in the afternoon. It was nightmare. It was, but really I was dystopian like, there. I was, Sunday I was wondering, Monday. I had like seven coffees that day because I was like, why am I so down on a master yeah. Sunday? Um, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, I must just be really worn out for the week. Um, and but anyways, I was running around and and I remember I was following Rory. You know, you're out there. You have no phone um, and you're you're listening to things. And like I was following Rory. And I think what do you make a par on 15? Uh, that may be right. I'm not sure. He he, 32 on the front. Chip. He made at, par on 14. He made great par there. Yeah, uh, I think he birdied 13. 14. I think he birdied 14. He eagled 13, right? He eagled 13. Chipped yeah, in caught, at 10. Remember, he yeah. chipped in off the green on 10, which is a rare birdie. Went out in 32. And then I think he made par on 15. That okay. was a backbreaker. Because okay. uh, because that's yep. that's when I jumped back over because Smith was making was like you kind of thought Smith was out of it. But then he was making a run again, and I got over there just in time to watch him rinse it on on uh, on twelve, and and then I got back to eighteen for Rory's chipping. It was kind of a crazy. I was Bouncing. like running around. Yep, that's kind of happens at these Master Sundays. So Rory, we'll do that real quick. 
so he obviously holds out for 70 on the 72nd hole. It has that awkward celebration a little bit, throws his club in the bunker, does like kind of the jazz hands thing that people have fun with. Um, and then everybody's saying, is Rory going to win when he had no chance of winning? No, he didn't. Point. He didn't have a chance. I don't think I've ever. I mean, that's not true. That's not necessarily true. Oh, you're true. still, I mean, still you, defending Rory. Oh, I, I thought I'm talking people about count like, this. People count this as like he was in contention. He was never oh, I'm not, in contention. I'm not counting that as that. I'm oh, saying there was potential the for Scheffler to hit two in the water. I'm not saying it wasn't absolutely. This hopeless. was the most insignificant second place oh finish God. maybe in the history of golf behind tiger at pebble all right well you're right on his parade because he said i don't think i've ever walked away from this tournament as happy as i am today it's not quite enough but i'll certainly back on this day with fond memories it gives me confidence going forward this tournament never ceases to amaze me it's the happiest i've ever been on a golf course rory said that after he uh chipped in by the way before that chip in faldo spoiled it um <laughs> faldo i mean and he gets I mean, roasted. We're talking everybody, like all like uh, big cat from Barstool, like the mainstream media. Everybody is It's not just golf twer- Twitter. Everybody was destroying Faldo. Um, he said, quote, something crazy has just happened. Something amazing just happened. I don't want to spoil it. Nance quips. I know what it is. Uh, and Faldo would talk about it later. He goes, that was a rookie mistake. Um you know, I've been on there. I've been up there for 18 odd years. That was my first cock up, he said. Uh, so people just lost their mind when he when he spoiled Rory's uh, hole out from 18. Colin Morikawa then matched Rory. I don't know if you remember that. He holed out from the bunker. A little less of a sidewinder, kind of taking the back slope there. But uh, he holed out. They high five, celebrate. He shot, uh, I don't know, he, he ended up fifth or something. Um, what else happened here with... Uh, Scheffler said, you know, he cried like a baby this morning. I was so stressed out. I told my wife, I don't think I'm ready for this. I just felt overwhelmed, which was like pretty cool quote. Kevin Na five putted on 16, which I forgot about. I think 16 might have been a different pin up top on the right. Yeah. And people were mad about that. <laughs> Na was going up, down, up, down. And people were happy about that. Uh, Tiger calls Stu Sink kitchen. He's like, I saw a Kitchen had an ace at 16 the other day, and people, I think this is a revelation for many. They just calls him Kitchen, as in Kitchen Sink. Um, and then, what else? Just to wrap it up, here's Tyrrell Hatton unloads on Augusta National. Rare to have a, a pro unload on Augusta National. He goes, you can hit good shots here, and God can any reward for it. Quote, it's unfair at times. I don't agree with it. If you hit a good shot, you should end up near the hole, not then short-sighted into a bunker because of the slopes that they've created and stuff. I don't think it's a fair test at times. When you hit good shots, you're not rewarded for it. It shows. I think it's how the course is set up in general. You don't really have to miss a shot, and your next one you'll have, you're really struggling to make par. With how it runs off the greens here, it slopes there, You are uh, then you are chipping into, and obviously how it's cut, it just makes it really hard to even get chip shots close. I think everything is exaggerated here. So straight up calls it unfair and exaggerated. And that's, uh, we'll leave you with that. Terrell Hatton, just ripping Augusta National, which was a subject of, of critique or, I don't know, subject of examination because of the changes all week. All right. Anything I'm else the, on the I'm, Masters? No, no. This is a great, great week. I, uh, RBC Heritage? On to Spieth's DL3 moment. The, you were, just, we just were kind another of, guy. you were kind of N.A. You had COVID. <laughs> I, I had driving, COVID. I was I was driving from Augusta, Georgia, back to Chicago, and let me tell you that was that was an awful, awful experience, an awful life experience. 
Oh, this was this was not good. My fam- I was supposed my to go to Hilton Head with my home. family. We had put a deposit down. We had paid. I had tested positive. Oh, it was not good. Not good week for us. We did get a podcast in with like Kyle Porter, and then I don't think that I think that was it. But you were driving with you got wiped out hard. You got hit hard with COVID, and you're driving from Augusta to uh, Chicago. Not good. I'll never forget the drive. This will give a little insight. Um, so I'm driving, I pick up the car, I pick up a car Monday morning and I'm driving and I'm, uh, I'm cruising. I, I got like a little, um, adrenaline still from the masters Yeah. and I'm driving and I'm, I'm getting, I get to like, I'm like seeing how far I can get. I'm driving back to Chicago, obviously. <coughs> and, um, and I'm like thinking, okay, Indianapolis is in my sights, like something like this, make my next day really easy. And I hit Nashville right at rush hour and it starts just pissing rain. <laughs> and it takes me, takes me two hours to get from like the south side of Nashville to the north side of Nashville. And at that point, I'm like thinking, can I even drive like 20 more minutes? And I got to, I got to Louisville. And I, I, I checked in a hotel and I just was there and I, I almost didn't make it out of bed the next day, but I managed that, that next you day, the drive was awful. You were in tough shape for like a, a good 10 days or so after this. But, uh, I remember dropping you off at that Augusta airport to get a rental car. It's like, it's really dark, dark moment in this podcast history. Uh, but, uh, you know, whatever we we're removed on, um, RBC Heritage, this was a big week for Liv. You know, quote, Norman said he let the Masters go off. We've respected the Masters and let it go off. But now our journey is finally coming to fruition for the players, not for me, he said. This was a telegraph. Their rightful place to have what they want. That's what they are still very, very interested. We have players signed. Contrary to the white noise you're hearing out there, the interest level, it's off the charts. Well, I've had a player who's won a couple of major championships sitting in my very office here 48 hours ago, which was a great Will Knight's. Quill Knights had a great joke to that. What if the guy who'd won a couple majors was Craig Norman himself sitting in his <laughs> office? You know, nobody knew if anybody was actually signed up for this thing. Uh, he told the Telegraph about Phil's quotes coming out. It was a kick in the teeth. There's no question about it. He said, quite honestly, doesn't matter who plays. We're going to put an event on. There's a $4 million first prize. I hope a kid who's 350 in the world wins. It'll change his life. Um, so uh, there's also the Telegraph reports that Westwood, Poulter, Bubba, Na, and Kokrak are five to go. You make a joke, uh, I think, because Na, Kokrak, Bubba, you're like a link soldier and a troop are going. This might be a covert operation to uh, undo, live. You had a good joke there. Um, Bubba, so his name is out there, tweets his future schedule, like in a notes app. Yeah. It's all like, it's going on the PJ tour. Well, he, into I think September. He, said, it's he asked like, should I add one? Yeah. Moved. Yeah. And he gives this wink emoji as if like, uh, it's kind of a non-denial denial. You know, the first event he listed was opposite this reported live London event. Um, then Bob Herrig started getting the live scoops. He reported that, um, you know, they had postponed, Liv postponed plans to make the pros join the league as full members, but we'll offer them the chance to come and go on a per event basis. Um, what else happened? Oh, they also, uh, SI, Bob Herrick reported that the uh, 48 player field, this was the first time we started hearing it, could actually be filled out with top amateurs. So that was like, 
you know, uh, and also the report that the league concept was tabled until 2024. So this was where it really changed that it was just going to be kind of a a la carte week to week deal. The fields, there's no league concept. Top amateurs will be involved. I mean, I think if you think about it from that point, it, it, they did way better than they anticipated. It seems like. Yeah. I mean, they pulled it together. All right. Yeah. I probably had to pay a lot more money than they had planned, you know, thanks to the Phil setback and everything, but yeah. Uh, onto the RBC itself had a good field. Five of the top 10, 13 of the top 25, like a really good field. Morgan Hoffman was making a return on a major medical, right? And he had been in the news with that, uh, Daniel Rappaport profile, uh, nearly made the cut, came close. Uh, Spieth wins. He wins on Easter. He won on Easter the year before, uh, at Valero. He wins on Easter at, uh, Harbortown, and next year everybody was making the quip about Easter, Easter is boy. Master Sunday. So they're like, everybody got their joke. Easter 2023 is Master Sunday, and, and Spieth wins on Easter. Uh, he had like no chance to win, right? Uh, he was three shots back at the start of the final round. I think he had less than a 1% chance to win standing on the 18th tee. He had like a, uh, like a 5% chance, maybe, after he made a birdie on 18. He had 5.7% chance. I think this is probably data golf. And then guys just started to crumble. Patrick Cantley was behind him. Shane Lowry was behind him. Harold Varner III was behind him. All these guys sort of came back to him. Um, Spieth led the field in strokes gained tee to green, but he was awful with his putter. He lost two and a half strokes to the field with his putter. He said, I won this tournament without a putter. He missed a tap-in on Saturday night from like 18 inches, which led his wife. He's like, I, I never, Annie doesn't talk to me about golf. But she said Saturday night after 18, he like missed an 18 inch or on 18. He goes, why don't you just wait 15 seconds after or five seconds after you've missed a putt? And he goes, that helped. I thought about that. Andy never talks to me about golf, but that's what I did. Um, here's a quote on Spieth after he had just won, been a disaster with the putter. I'm sure you'll, you'll appreciate this. They asked him like, are you pretty close? He's just won. He led the field in T degree. Close, but far. I wouldn't say far. I would say Tita Green, if you take my last three events, is as good as it's ever been. Structurally, I am trying to feel 150% of what I'm doing in a rehearsal that's not, it's feel versus real. It's not actually doing it. I'm trying to feel 150% of what I'm doing, close but far. So kind of uh, speaked all over the place and he had just won. That's um, not a good good sign for it's right around the corner, guys. But, but uh, I mean, he led the field at Tita Green, both Valero the week before the Masters and at Harbortown, but his putter was a, a disaster. Hobiera-like performance from him. Well, this was, this was the big debate, Harbortown. I said, you know, he's got a little Seve in him. I was like, I don't want to be disrespectful to Seve. Like, it's, it's just more exciting. It's a fantastic, entertaining watch because he can't putt for shit. And he somehow won an event with zero probability to win, losing strokes here and there on the green. And then you had a slightly less generous comparison to a former major winner, and you called him Marco Mira. He's and people were so offended by this. He's reverse mirroring. That's not true. That's so, that's so bogus. Yeah, you call him uh, Marco Mira. I call him Sevi. People were mad, I think, both directions on those comps. Um Sometimes you play your best golf at age 22. He started be a good Seve. That'd be a Seve comp. So after 18 holes, he started the second round in 32nd place. 
He lost three strokes over the field with his putter on the next 54 holes and somehow won. 32nd to first with losing three strokes to the field. Um, DL3 lets slip that Phil Phil's out of the running for the Ryder Cup. He's like, oh, we got to figure out what to do for Beth Page Ryder Cup now. He suggests maybe Freddie Couples. Just, uh, you know, Phil's sort of the under... Uh, the un- or, I'm sorry, DL3 is the unofficial host, obviously, at Harbortown. Um, what else happened here? Uh, oh, Fratelli. Had his weird rules infraction where the ball got stuck up in the moss of that tree and he hits it out, right? He plays it like a baseball bat, right? Up above, yeah. he knocks it out of the tree. He's like, I, I thought I made the best. I think it was a par. Par, a bogey. Yeah. I think it was par save of my life after he knocks it out of the moss, moss and they give him a two-stroke uh, two penalty for straddling on or his line of play, right? Uh, so he was worked up about that. He thought it was kind of been jammed, treated unfairly. Bryson has surgery. Finally, you know, he talks about how his doctor said he shouldn't play the Masters. He has surgery, which I just forgot about that. Uh, he had surgery on his left hand. Uh, he, you know, tweets pictures from the um, from the hospital bed. Um, <laughs> what else happened here? Um, oh, the Western Inter- Intercollegiate at Pasatiempo. There was a t- <laughs> lot of anger about the greens. These college kids were like putting to and fro in the greens. And like these former pros, Steve Flesh. Robert Damron, we're like talking about how the greens are out of control. Like we were popping back, like the speeds are out of control. Like this is like, what, what's wrong with the superintendent? What's wrong with Pasa Tiempo? Because, uh, you know, it's on TV and there were some. I think they know, announced their their uh, their plans to to restore, restore. in their own words. <laughs> the Mackenzie Greens are sitting there. Um. JT tweets at Ryan Palmer about like, what the hell is, how, what is wrong with, what, how do you get these Zurich members, uh, Zurich teammates? Because it's announced that he's playing with Scotty Scheffler for the field. And JT is like, what did you do to do this? You've had Rom, you've had speed. Now you have the number one player of the world, the hottest player of the, the world. Tugboat. <laughs> the tugboat. Um, Eugenio Chikara and Sam Bennett. This was a big week. Eugenio Chikara takes his name out of the PGA Tour University. And everyone like uh, applauds them. They're staying in school. This is awesome. They'll leave for the pros when they're ready as possible for Eugenio Chikara. The, the big ups to him to stay in school, take his name out of the running as a PGA Tour U grad. Um, that's awesome that we're getting him back in college. That did not happen, as we know. He'd want he'd be winning on live in the Bangkok event, you know, within whatever six seven months. Um, and that's it. Can I just make a real quick point when we're talking about Palmer and Scheffler? Yeah. I think we need to talk quickly about Scheffler's run. And like when you're hot, you're hot. I, I just, this whole research through Q1, he won at Waste Management, in, Impossible Bay Hill conditions. He won in a match play format against like DJ, Billy Ho, the best. He won at like a you birdie just fest. Said Billy Ho, Ho, the best. Whatever, you know, a match play. He's won at WGC, right? Yeah. He's won that event. Like it's, he won a match play event. He won at a birdie fest like a TPC Scottsdale. He won at a ass kicker like Bay Hill, and then he won the Masters. Like unbelievable! It's just different kinds of golf in different conditions against different fields and different pressures. Like it was like the all time unbelievable heater. So I just wanted to get that out as we conclude a lot of this Q one research. All right. Also, moving on. Also, at this point, 
it's unfathomable that anybody ends the year as number one player in the world, but Scotty Scheffler. And that also is a credit to how damn good Rory McIlroy's rest of the year was. Right. That's true. Yeah. And and it goes to, um, I don't know if I mentioned this in the Valero, Rory missed the cut. Okay. And he, yeah. switched, he switched golf balls that week. Ah, there was I a big, I, 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 I don't know how I missed that, but he, there was a, I don't remember saying anything about it, but he switched golf balls. It was all this big news at Valero, Rory switching golf balls a week before the, the Masters. I think we got in some barbs about, is this his juggling moment for this year? <laughs> but I saw an interview recently and I can't, I, I apologize. I just, you know, this is just something I brushed across on social media. I don't remember who, but they, Rory talked in detail about the golf ball change and what it did, how big of a deal it was for him because of the spin with the wedges, which has been a huge problem for him, like a massive problem from him since he signed with TaylorMade. Wedges, yeah, spinning. And I believe yeah. Wells Fargo week, he, he re-upped with TaylorMade, which, you know, it's great that he finally has a freaking golf ball that he can use <laughs> and not, you know, it's, it's been, been with TaylorMade for six years or whatever. It's like, I wonder what, it, this is like the pl- the plight of, of professional golfers, right? You yeah. had Jack Nicholas playing like awful equipment for a few years. You had Tiger, you know, behind trying to, the ball. Yeah. yeah trying with to Phil's win majors. Comments. Yeah. yeah. With, a, with, a, with a lackluster golf ball for a couple of years. Of course, Tiger was also ahead of the times with a golf ball. So it's just a really, it's just a fascinating aspect of golf versus other sports like everybody plays with uh, functionally the same football equipment the same basketball equipment you know the same baseball equipment unless you're sammy sosa and you're corking <laughs> your bat or Mar- mark mark mcguire takes Albert steroids yeah. 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 yeah yeah so you know like the the thing about golf is these golfers make these they get they make these equipment decisions that sometimes are to detriments of their career and i wonder if rory will ever look back and be like you know what like I used a ball that didn't work for me for like f- five years of my prime. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyways. All right. Zurich I just wanted week. to call that out about Shuffler. Uh, again, just an all-time heater. Uh, really impressive, obviously. <laughs> Go ahead. Do you know Zurich. what the, the big news of Zurich Week was? Do you remember who was the newsmaker? Uh-uh. Henrik Robert Garrigus. Oh, so the week starts with Avon Lynch reporting that Robert Garrigus has requested permission from the PGA Tour to play in Live London. There's just so much fun. Everybody's getting with off this. their shots. This, yeah. Garrigus is 44 years old and at the time is 1,043 in the world rankings. So this is from Eamon's article. It's expected that fields for live golf events will largely be comprised of journey for the PGA Tour and the DP World Tour. Uh, Norman recently admitted that amateur, as you talked about. So um, Garrigus is just like, he's kind of like Charlie Hoffman before. He's like the cannon fodder. He's just thrown out there. The tour clearly, like, I think the tour was fielding more requests than this. This was just the one they decided to leak. They leak. decided to leak Garrigus to the Wolves and just show. I, I'm guessing that this was a ploy. This is all just, you know, my. Yeah. It, yeah. Get, this was I a mean, ploy. you had a report there. It's like not Kokrak, yeah. Poulter, Westy. Like, this isn't a field. Like, this isn't enough. And so and, people were kind of 
body bagging him at this point. Yeah, and, right. they're, and they're, they're, I think they were using it as a scare tactic. Look what happens when you go to live. Like, you are just going to get run over the coals. Yeah. And yep. and and so they, they leak out Garagas. And it's like, there had to be so many other guys that requested, like, you know, it's like, how many Corn Fairy guys were requesting waivers to go play for $25 million? And you just leak out 44-year-old Garagas. Well, we would have, while we're on it, the Mexico Open was the next week. Uh, Bob Herrig uh, reported that 15 of the top 100 and more than 70 players overall were registered for the inaugural event or had asked for waivers. So, interesting. 15 of the top 100, not insignificant, but, you know, it is, I guess, if you're 85 to 100. Okay. Um, I forgot about Garagas. Norman expresses interest in playing in the Open Championship but he would need an exemption or to qualify. This was when the ESPN Norman doc was going on. Yeah. And uh, I found they had week. scheduled for master's week yeah, on ESPN and Augusta had to put their thumb on the scale. ESPN's a rights partner. They're like the hell you will be showing a, a Greg Norman documentary during our tournament week when, you know, he's could take the hot headlines. Go ahead. All right. So they moved it. So, so, uh, and, and Garrett, tweeted i am proud to announce that i too intend to play in the 2022 <laughs> open championship at st andrews i just chuckled at that this is a, that was a big joke catnip uh, catnip of the week beyond garagas this was the catnip of the week and, and it's kind of fitting that we're talking about this pnc father son um week yeah uh, Arkansas golfer John Daly II has signed oh. an NIL deal with Hooters. And on the Instagram, the <laughs> caption is, I've seen my father's great relationship with Hooters over the years, and I am proud to continue my family's association with this iconic brand. You don't see a lot of Hooters around anymore. At least I don't. I mean, I never saw a lot when I was growing up, but I just feel like those are those are few and far between, like Pizza Hut. But they're there still supporting the dailies, I suppose. I think it's day. a picture, as I if I recall, it's a picture of of little John, some yeah. Hooters girls, yeah. and they're I in don't like think his, yeah. Hooters orange attire and white. They're in this matching outfits or something. I feel like God. Remember when so, Hooters had an airline? They did. Oh yeah. <laughs> Hooters Airways. And I think it only flew to like Myrtle Beach (laughs) (laughs) from different airports. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Big Hooters on the side of the airplanes. All right. Go ahead. So that was that was a big, big thing from this week. The match six is announced uh, with Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. I think I think judging from uh, the season uh, two of those guys probably should have been shouldn't have been playing golf. <laughs> That's true. That's true. That was a big, big announcement. Um, Football only. There's no golf. Phil involvement also. Obviously. That's right. This was That's right. Phil, Phil's dark. This is when he's still gone dark. Dark. You know what we didn't played. include in the, in the, in the master's recap was Bryson saying Phil's, Phil's gone, gone dark. dark. <laughs> Phil's gone dark. <laughs> oh, that's good. Um, Emily, I, I, th- I assume it's Immelman. He posts a photo from the international team dinner, the President's Cup international team dinner in New Orleans. 
and it's in front of a, a giant Lil Wayne painting at the restaurant they went to. All right. Okay. And, and they said, we've got a special hometown guest in the house tonight. Thanks for joining us, Lil Wayne. It was just a humorous, another just humorous social media moment of the week. Um, the USGA makes a huge announcement. It adds Pebble as an anchor site and announces all the future championships at Pebble Beach. So 2023 U.S. Women's Open, 2027 U.S. Open, 2030 U.S. Senior Women's Open at Spyglass, the 2030 Senior Open at Spyglass, the 32 U.S. Open, the 35 Women's Open, the 37 U.S. Open, the 40 Women's Open, the 44 U.S. Open, the 48 U.S. Women's Open. Got a lot of pebble coming, coming your way. Well, it's a pretty place. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like, okay. No, it's yeah, a gra- it's I mean, it's a historic, pretty, great, pretty place. It with should the, have a lot of some, championship golf there. Yeah. We should, you know? But it's just, uh, it's an overwhelming amount of pebble yeah. coming our way. So as if there aren't, aren't any other golf courses in America. Um, Nasa Hataoka uh, wins the Wilshire event at the, uh, the, it's the DIO Implant LA Open. Um, the, the notable thing of that was Jin Young Ko had like a Vandeveld moment, um, and, and the Branca on the 17th at Wilshire, she was, she tried to hit a few shots out of it, ended up making a quad and like, kind of like cost her a chance at winning the tournament. I think Hataoka probably still wins, but the quad, she ended up finishing five out of the lead. Um, and if it had a quad on, on the 17th hole, uh, with, Let's get on to the Zurich here. Um, oh, one other amusing thing that I found was a Clara Rogers tweet. <laughs> and she uh, she had screenshotted, I think it was a Polina uh, Gretzky. It was a it was DJ and Polina's uh, uh, wedding weekend. Yeah. And it was an a, a Instagram of, of a, a note. Yeah. That DJ There's had no written. way the handwriting or whatever. <laughs> yeah. The yeah. There's no way he wrote this. This <laughs> is resurfaced like... <laughs> in recent weeks because they must have Paulina must have reposted it or something for <laughs> and it came out it was the florist wrote the yes, note. I it think, came right? out that the florist but, wrote <laughs> the note. But in the moment it was just like there's no way this is DJ's handwriting. handwriting. Yeah. <laughs> Forgot about that. Um before we get into the uh, into the the Zurich, Scott Perrell uh, had a big win on the Champions Tour. He he beat Alker in a playoff, and Gene Sowers. I forgot about that. Gene Sowers, he- big moment for the year in review. Gene Sowers playing with Donald Trump as his ace, and yeah. Now <laughs> another the mention. Week, the next like two weeks later, he's. Oh, he's really? uh, he's he's with the Alker boy. Anything with the Alker boy on the Champions Tour. Um, all right, let's get on to the Zurich. So obviously, we talked about Scheffler's playing with Palmer, which is just absurd. <laughs> Xander and Cantley win, uh, and they Cantley had just lost in the playoff to Spieth. I don't know if I, we don't do hole by hole like analysis, but Cantley was the one who kind of gagged it coming in and gave Speed the chance, and then he lost to him in the playoff, hit it short at RBC. But he's there he is with Xander at Zurich. Go ahead. Uh, Xander and Cantley win. They shoot best ball scores of 59 and 60. They shot 72 on Sunday to win. They had just a huge lead. And okay. and Xander, Xander said something like, neither of us shot 59, so we're going to count this. 
as a 59. Really? Which, yeah, it'll wow. get us into counting things as our next topic. What's Jay that? Haas is playing with Bill, his son. How about this? Yeah. <laughs> Jay Haas is 68 years old. I forgot about this. And they shoot a 60, a 65 in the first round. Right. So they shoot 65, and everybody's like, oh, my God, they might make the cut. And Jay Haas would become the oldest person to make the make a cut in a PGA Tour event. So he d- they make the cut, and this it's becomes amazing. a thing. So this is it's amazing that they made but the cut. But it's not a straight-up 68-year-old making a cut. So the tour has created, if you look at the tour record books, the oldest player to make a cut in a, in a PGA Tour event is Jay Haas at age 68. He did it in a team event. <laughs> I mean, it's technically true. He made so do you know whose who's record he broke? No, this is a good question. Who was Sneed or somebody? Who was it? Sam Sneed. And do you know what his age was when he made the cut? 61 or something. 67. Wow. So he's broken this like insane record. Yeah. Insane. Like one of the great records in the PGA Tour record books. Sam Sneed made a cut at age 67. But now the record is Jay Haas, <laughs> who made it, who who made the cut in this. It goes to the same thing Best of giving people FedEx Cup points yep. for, for yep. winning this event. Like, it's absurd. It can be an event without record books. Like, this should not count as a record, but it does. And it has, it has, it has taken one of Sam Steed's records away from him. That's an amazing record. That's amazing. So, to to his credit, Haas agrees. This is his quote. I don't think it should count because Sam Snead did it on his own and all that. But anything that I'm re- rem- even remotely close to Snead on would be very special. So, he like admits, like, this shouldn't count. That's true. But, but the two are That's doing good. what they do best, I rewriting history. Rewriting the history. That's what... Uh. And he's even there admitting it. All right. That's good. God, I forgot about this. Billy Drama. Boy. Billy Boy uh, talks to the press. Who who would be surprised about that? Yeah. About course. his emotions. So this is shortly after the Masters. Everybody, Everybody's on Billy about his emotions. And he says, this is going to sound blunt. It's going to sound bad. But if you don't like it, I honestly don't care anymore. I've cared enough over the last 13 oh. years of my career to try and please everyone that watches me. And you know what? I can't do it anymore. Anything any, anything more. I've done everything I can. If you don't like me for some reason, I don't care anymore. Like, what a bunch of nonsense. I'm done trying to be somebody else. What are you talking about? You're you every... Thought goes, you know, spoken. You know, everything bouncing through your head is is articulated to the world. Like I'm done trying to be someone I'm not. Okay. All right. All right. That's that's it for uh, Zurich. Zurich. Xander can't live. Run away with it. Okay. Keep moving. Let's keep it going. Right. Yeah. Mexico Open here. So we gotta not- get. We gotta keep going. <laughs> that's the thing. We can't. This events <laughs> are waiting for us. Mexico Open. Terrible dumpy field. Uh, we'll get to that in a minute. The event of the week was the Palos Verdes LPGA event, which we had a lot of content on. Obviously, it was cool, different, certainly a different, uh, different look than the Greg Norman course at Vedanta or wherever this Mexico Open was. Um, this week, Phil Mickelson 
reappears with some like I think Fire Pit had it like this grainy um, driving oh, range video in San and, Diego. Uh, yeah, and everybody's like the thick boy brigade. We said the thick boy brigade has added a new member because he looked a little hefty. He looked he had a nice little paunch going. He had a full beard. I mean, this was again a cell phone video from shot from how far away and who knows, but. He looked a little hefty and there was a lot of reaction to this because we had not seen an image. We'd seen nothing of Phil. We didn't know if he was hiding in a cave in like Montana or what was going on. But uh, this was the first real image we saw and he looked a little hefty. His agent releases a statement about him keeping his options open for the two upcoming majors, the PGA and Brookline, and one Saudi event. Um Harry, Bob Herrick said that, you know, the 15 of the top 100, I, I just mentioned that. Mickelson, Lo- Steve Loy's agent said, Phil currently has no concrete plans on when and where he will play. He's keeping all options open. But they had said he put his name in the field for Live uh, London and then the PGA, you know, US Open. He was keeping his options open. Live, um, we were like, what is happening with this with this thing? It was really kind of Mickey Mouse. I think this was probably when Chuckle Fuck started to come across. They released their new slogans. They're like, what? They have Golf, no feel. louder. Well, there were some that they put out for public consumption that just didn't really take, i.e. shot just got real. <laughs> Drives that hit different. And the grass is always greener when you're standing on it. So there, this is all over their website and their tweets. And people had a field day with this this week. Mexico Open. Um, live under par was off the hook. Shot just got real. You know, drives that hit different. Golf but louder was one that kind of persisted. But these were out there. These weren't part of some marketing deck. This was what they actually released this week. And people were uh, having fun with that. That was, that was a punching bag. Um, this is just a lot of a lot of big fill week. Uh, Telegraph reports again that Sergio Westy, Poulter, and Usti have emerged as likely participants at Centurion Club. Um, it's also noted that that the finale will reportedly go to Trump Doral. I think NLU might have had that. Um, so just a, this was when a real steady stream of of live details and I don't know moving target stuff emerges. Um, there's also a report that Phil signed on for all eight live events. And then we talk about like his career, like basically forever debased by this, you know, three month stretch. Um, what else happens? Oh, there's almost a, uh, a fight between Grayson Murray and Kevin Na on the Mexico open driving range. This was going back to that Sony open tweet beef about getting old. You missing cuts is getting old. Well, they're in the field together. Murray goes on, I think, the Stripe Show podcast. He goes, I was hitting balls in the range, and I just kind of had my head down, walking the chipping green. Sure enough, I hear someone yelling and cussing at me. That was not. I won't repeat everything he said, but there were a lot of profanity involved. He called me a not-so-nice word, and how I should have said it to his face in person. He didn't like that I didn't tag him on the post, which I'm pretty sure I did. I'm pretty sure you know we <laughs> tagged him already. Chantel had already tagged him. So he's tagged in the post. I'm not afraid to go at him. I'll tag him. A lot of lot of social media. Uh, Who do you think would have won the fight? What? Come on, Grayson Murray's big boy. He's built like a brick <laughs> shit house. I forgot you played with him. Yeah, I played golf with Grayson Murray in pro am. He's. I would. I mean, Kevin. I. I think he would win. Just base. Kevin so, not quote, might be feisty. Yeah, you never know. 
Quote, he said, I guarantee everyone could hear what he said. The caddies. I went right up to his face and held my ground. I told him, if I, was, if I wasn't going to get suspended right now, I'd drop his ass right on the range. Because what he said was very immature. And I know he wouldn't have said it to me if we were just seeing each other outside of the golf course. Uh, so, yeah, driving range, nose to nose, allegedly. There were no f- photos or v- videos of that, I don't believe. Um, so, yeah, they go to the Greg Norman signature course at Vedanta nu- Nuevo Vallarta. Um, totally unfamiliar to PGA Tour. Um, and Rom wins. Uh, he goes 64, 66, 68, 69. Uh, his first victory of 2022. Played real well, tee to green, big wide fairways, uh, but did not continue to putt, not his best. Uh, but he gets gets his first win. Um, what else happened? Oh, God. Tiger. Tiger goes to Tulsa. And, oh, uh, yes. And there's like, it's just a lot of hoopla um, around that. Let me just find it. And uh, they, they, you know, Daniel Rappaport reports these are planning to play the, the PGA Championship. There was helicopter footage. A Tulsa news chopper is like uh, doing helicopter footage of Tiger. There was like members were out on the course, including one, uh, Kerry Cosby. Caddian. Uh, is that the director of golf? Is that the official title at... Um, at Southern Hills, which prompts a tweet. Use golf facts. Comes out of hibernation again. I wonder what it's like to have the director of golf at Southern Hills Southern Hills give you ca- all caps, all the course notes you need for the upcoming PGA. Do all players get this treatment at PGA? For Tiger Woods, this is just embarrassing. So Tiger should be embarrassed that the PGA posted this photo because they show a photo of Tiger out there with uh, Cosby. And it's very telling. I don't know what it's telling up. Follow-up tweet. Patrick Reed showed up the week prior to play Southern Hills. They told him they didn't have any yardage books, that he could just buy or use one to play his practice rounds before. Oh, they didn't have any yardage books that he could buy or use to play his practice rounds. This isn't about Tiger Woods or Patrick Reed. This is about fair treatment. Sure seems like it's about Tiger or Patrick Reed. Just an unbelievable turn. Um Use golf facts, driving range beef, chunky Phil, uh, and John Round. That was pretty much your your Mexico week. Oh, and shot just got real. That was your Mexico Open week. Oh, also, live ticket prices start to trickle out. So just a uh, lot of these live details. There's like nine thousand pounds for one package. Like your most basic package, your basic ticket was one hundred twenty dollars. And just the British like golf fans are losing their minds. They're so angry. They're like, it's gonna be like five hundred dollars to take my family to this live event. We don't even know what it is. And if you want the upscale package, it's like $9,000. Of course, a few weeks later, we'd have these guys like basically giving away tickets for free. Like use Westwood Zero to get you know your ticket for free. Uh, but yeah, there was a lot of uproar about the initial ticket price listing. Oh, LPGA, Marina Alex wins that Palos Verdes event we noted. But uh, probably the best moment came with the Lydia Co. interview with our old friend, now turned live propagandist Jerry Fultz. Uh, she finished T3, Co., uh, but she was seen getting a physical therapy session mid-round. Jerry Fultz asked her, like, is that something, you know, that you just have to go through now? Is your back acting up to, on you? Co. replied, well, it's that time of the month. When that happens, my back gets really tight and I get all twisted. Jerry Fultz just flustered. Didn't really know what to say. Uh, and Lydia Co. says, I know you're at a loss for words, Jerry. And then she says, honesty it is, and then walks off. Just like a really great, endearing moment. Obviously, you know, not something 
probably on top of mind for Jerry Foltz when he asked this question, but just a really uh, uh, amusing moment from the post-round interview at the Palos Verdes LPGA event. That does it for your Mexico Open week. All right. Move on. Wells Fargo. Wells Fargo. Look at us cooking. This is a big week. Progress. This is it right in your backyard? Potomac. Yeah. Yeah. It, oh, this was it rain nonstop. Like rain yeah. for a week. Okay. Rained a lot. The The week starts with a Norman interview with uh, ESPN's Mark Schleibach. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And the pretty juicy quote. Quite honestly, we were ready to launch on Tuesday or Wednesday of Genesis. When all that happened, everybody got the jitters and the PGA Tour threatened people with lifetime bans and stuff like that. To this day, we still have players under contract and signed. The ones who wanted to get out because of the pressure of the PGA Tour gave back their money and got out. Guys had money in their pockets. Ooh. Ooh. Who could that be? Who could that be? Who knows? Jeez. Hostage videos. Uh-huh. Um, that's juicy. All right. So Monty, Monty had a tweet this week <laughs> about driving. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's a very true, true tweet. Just driven 11 hours on I-10 and I-65 in the U.S. A notorious driver. Illustrious driver. Yeah. Drives all over the place, right? On the champ store. Have lost count of the number of people of drivers on the highway texting whilst driving over seventy miles per hour. People seem to have no oh. idea how dangerous this is. Whilst, whilst, what a great guy, Monty! Just out there, like looking for out for the people's safety, public safety, and betterment of society. Good job, Monty. Good tweet. <laughs> Bryson posted a picture of him and Tebow getting out of some like cold therapy oh, tank. God. Together. <laughs> Forgot about this. That was so <laughs> weird. Just topless, bunch of beefy boys, couple beefy boys doing cryo. Oh, <laughs> we played. Uh, we played Brookline for Media Day. That was a uh, good. Day. That was an interesting day. <laughs> an interesting day. <laughs> um, I had a great day. Yeah. Yeah, it was played the day. round of my life. What a great round! NLU boys, go ahead. St- stability shaft. Works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, the PGL sent a message to players. So not the SGL, not the not the live, the PGL. One, I think this might have been the last gasp for them. <laughs> sent a memo out to players. So uh, the PG the PGL is not just the uh, fed uh, for the fetid few, but all of golf. It is also fetid. just let's well, feed it. Feed it. Fetid means I think like a terrible fetid smell, few. like a <laughs> rotting smell. Yeah. Right. Okay. Fetid water. Fetid. Feeded. All right. Feeded. Same difference. All right. Go ahead. It is also just as capable of generating ten plus billion in value, or so is the PGA Tour voting member. You have two options. You could a own fifty percent of the PGL. And make twenty million dollars each, two million up front, with further bill a billion or roughly a billion dollars of value to be shared between members of the Corn Ferry and DP World Tours. Or you could B do nothing and leave live to generate that value while the two oldest tours contemplate a full merger that would uh, serve neither membership. Continued- well, just these open letters, right? Just trying yes. to get attention. 
So continued below. This was my favorite part of it. There's a, there's a bunch of things. I didn't want to read like the whole letter. The whole letter is quite amusing. But at the end, the call to action is simple. It's like, what am I calling my congressman? <laughs> Just message your player, player representatives on the PAC and the policy board and, and tweet slash retweet as a member of the tour. This is quotes. As a They're member calling for the retweets? Yes. Retweets are going to make some billion-dollar sports league come to fruition. All right, tweets and retweets. This is this is quote. This is what they are supposed to tweet. All of them are supposed to tweet in solidarity. As a member of the tour, I instruct you to obtain and publish an independent valuation of the PGL proposals. Hashtag player power. Hashtag transparency. We should see how many hashtag player powers there have been. So. Um, I don't know. I don't know if anybody tweeted this. I, I, I'm not sure there was one tweet. Use those hashtags. I'm sure. Maybe James Hahn did. (laughs) If 70 or more of you do this, it will happen. No, they didn't say that. (laughs) Yes. Let me keep going here. This gets better. You should not fear the wrath of Jay Monahan. He is not on the policy board and he works for you. You should exercise your rights. Despite it being your PGA Tour, you do not own it, nor will you own Live or the Super Golf League. You could own half of the PGL. Act now or spend a lifetime wondering, what if? Yours faithfully, (laughs) World Golf Group Limited. (laughs) I mean, look. We can live now. a lot of stuff. Yeah. Act now or spend a lifetime wondering what if. Retweet. Hit that tweet, fam. Hit that follow button, fam. Uh, All right. The piss the piss bear won on the Euro tour. And now let's get to the redemption of the piss bear on Mother's Day. Was it Mother's Day? Didn't they yeah. have a tweet about the piss bear when on Mother's Day warms the heart or something? Okay, go ahead. Let's get to you know the the real juice of the week, and this was provided by one Sergio Garcia. Oh God! So Sergio is uh, on PGA Tour Live. He's in a featured group, and he hits the ball over. I think on the tenth hole. This is the same hole that gave us the Jolie D Sun Kang. This might be the greatest hole in golf history. Uh, I call it the river of content, or the way <laughs> I forget. I think I called it the river, and I've been told like grounds crew and people that are now refer to that area, that hazard, as like the river of content, the hazard of content. Go ahead. So Jolie D and Sun, Sun Kane, and then now this. The 42-year-old Spaniard was caught on PGA Tour Live mouthing off to a rules official after receiving a ruling with which he didn't agree. And it turned out that the official was, in fact, wrong. So Sergio was in the they right. clarify, yeah. Because yeah. they started, he started the clock early. He started his oh, search time was. early. And it yeah. pissed Sergio off. That's what it was. So after... After they did being find told, it, right? In yeah, that, he like, found it after the time had had. So after being told his time to search for his ball, left of the tenth fairway was up. He took uh, and he had to take penalty. Sergio said, "I can't wait to leave this tour." And he and then there's like a long pause, and he goes, "I can't wait to get out of here." 
<laughs> so there's like another long pause. He's like marching around the, the hazard area. And he goes, just a couple more weeks until I don't have to deal with you anymore. <laughs> Everybody's so getting off jokes. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. you said something like, I guess you just can't wait to see Slugger White again. Because at yep. this point, Slugger White had joined Liv. Right. Um, okay. The music thing I found in all the research of this, and there's two amusing th- follow-ups here. Um, we tweeted from the fried egg the video, and you know if you tweet a video using PGA Tour rights, you know if you're using a PGA Tour video, you tweet a, you're going to get DMCA. Like whoever you are, at yeah. some point they're going to come get you. Like I just got one from like. Six months ago, they just I just like got like really? a notice. You got DMCA'd for something, okay. so something just silly. I think it was like it was like the most meaning harmless like tweet. But anyways, okay. this video, which has racked up hundreds of thousands, if not it might be yeah, hundreds of thousands of views, has never been DMCA'd. <laughs> <laughs> So Twitter, so good. the tour has clearly clearly made a yeah, a yeah. point to yeah. not take down this video. They made right. an in the moment. This thing would have been DMCA'd so quick. <laughs> Which just, I mean, it can't, uh, whatever. It's not a good look for their entire their entire kind of mo of just protecting over protecting their assets of the players, like to their own detriment. You know, it's over cautious. So Seems like they were happy to have Sergio go too, and they enabled these guys to then think you know they could just be flip the bird like a Patrick Reed. I mean, the guys they bend over backwards for. But go ahead. Anyways, the next amusing thing: there was a tweet shortly after this. Shortly after this all happened, like it's the fifteenth hole. Sergio's playing the fifteenth hole. He holes out for an eagle. Okay, golf.com. Golf.com, official golf.com account, tweets, Sergio with an eagle hole out on 15 to get within two and silence the haters. I forgot about this. I forgot about this. (laughs) Silence the haters. We're all just haters. Sergio is being wrongly persecuted by people after 25 years of on the record. Of course. A lot of people quickly pointed out that this was the same outlet that took a buddy's trip to Saudi Arabia and wrote about (laughs) how Saudi Arabia's great buddy's trip location. Silence the haters. I forgot about that. Everybody was just hating on Sergio. Yeah, golf.com's kind of, you know, now Jack's suing them or they're suing them. And it was just Jack, apparently. I don't know. Golf.com's tampered down the Saudi stuff. But go ahead. So, anyways, the tweet then gets deleted shortly after Silence going live. Yeah, um, just, we're all just haters. That's all it is. Another thing that happened, live another catnip live thing involved uh, Lee Westwood. At this point, Westy Island has been pillaged. This is when maybe the lowest of lows on Westy Island. What led happened? To the, led to the deserting. So Jamie Weir interviews Westy at the, at the I think it was the Betfred oh, British Masters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he yeah. and Jamie Jamie just twists him into a pretzel. I mean, just gets gets him yeah. ex- to say exactly what he wants. Right, right. So he said, 
Wesley goes, it's an opportunity to play in a big tournament against some of the best players in the world in England. So Weir presses on with the moral implications of getting involved with a Saudi Arabian-funded organization. Westy, who, you know, has never read a book in his life, seems rather unbothered by it. So, he, you know, he falls right into the trap. And he goes, I think Saudi Arabia obviously know they've got issues, but they're trying to improve. Try. They're trying to do it through sport, which a lot of countries do. I think they're doing it a lot quicker than some countries that are trying to do it. And that maybe worries people or scares people because they don't like change. So basically, much like his, his good buddy, Graham McDowell, who might not be as sharp as he thinks he is. No. Westy, Westy has just explained sport, sports washing to the world. Walked it. Yeah. Walked him right there. Jamie and Westy. Walked him, walked him into it. You tweeted, um, Pierre Folke might be yeah. in the running for Ryder Cup captain at this rate. Because Keimer also was announced that he was, he oh, was asked gosh. for a waiver. Yeah. This was Stenson. Uh, hadn't even bailed yet. Stenson right. hadn't bailed yet. There's, there's, yeah. Thins out here quickly after this year. <laughs> we'll see. One other amusing thing that happened. So Max Homa won. Yeah, battled battled out Keegan Bradley. Thank God, best in Keegan Bradley. It <laughs> yeah, was it was it was a rough he played rough well. watch. Keegan was taking a long time on Sunday. <sighs> this was the worst weather. I just remember, just the worst. Rained all week here, like gray, just constant. Okay. One other amusing thing that happened: Mark Leishman's in a bunker. Uh, kind of sitting, standing 45 degrees to the right by on the green. And this, again, we're not a visual medium. Maybe we could get a cut out of this, but standing 45 degrees to the right of Leash uh, on the green is Corey Connors. And Leash hits a cold shank down the line. It was like he was slapping one down the line. Just like <laughs> just going the other just, way with it. Yeah, going the oh, other way with it. And it's right at Corey Connors, who hops out of the way. And the ball goes in the water. Fumble, fumble. Yeah. <laughs> I think Will Knights had some joke that was like, you gotta stand in the box and take one for the team and get get to first base. But obviously, <laughs> we went the more the, this is just a contact hitter using all parts of the field. All corners. I love that. God. So, oh, so the big, the big but not powerful first baseman just sends sends a little pop down the line and and, <laughs> and finds a hole in the defense, goes right in the water. <laughs> oh, that's good. Uh, good. One last thing, just a note, just a uh, you know, we're talking about we just talked about Scheffler's great year. Cam Young had his third T second at this point in the year, so it's May. Maybe, uh, he's had his third T yeah. second. Yeah. Um, and obviously he has another second place finish at, at the open, just a spectacular year. Awesome. Awesome. We made some progress. That's it for Wells Fargo. All right. We got from masters episode. through, through Wells Fargo. We'll start next week with the, uh, Nelson PGA at Southern Hills. Maybe, maybe we get to the U S open. We'll see. We'll start that early. I don't know. Are we gonna do Monday? We're we gonna do a PNC recap. Probably. We'll see know. where we're at. We got to get right. this done before Christmas. Anyways, next I year, we'll pick going. it up. 
with the Byron Nelson. All right, everyone, enjoy your enjoy hey, your weekends and enjoy, enjoy the Charlie enjoy Cat Club TFE. If you uh, we posted a uh, we posted our first review for everybody to see what you one of the things you're getting. Um, the hour forty minute mark. Here you yeah, go. Yeah, this, I mean, this is gonna be a it's an amazing powerful. Sand Hills review. Like you'll yeah, find it on photo. You might channels. like the photos. You might like the illustration. Audio you cutouts. Write, like, you might like the audio. The audio cutouts are sneaky great. The um, one that Tom Doak I listened to last night I was just kind of in awe. Like I don't know. You go to a course review and you get that. It's uh, pretty cool. Pretty good so stuff. So, anyways, check it out. And uh, and then the uh, yeah, it's uh, if you like it, sign up. If you don't, you know, no big deal. Grading. We'll still it's a we'll three head course. We'll still Sand be Hills. here. Yeah. Sandals well, is a three-head course. Yeah, we'll still be here doing our usual podcast. All right, everyone enjoy your weekends. We'll talk to you on Monday.